I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hi, my name's Jackson. My wife cheated on me with my neighbor. She moved in with him and even took our son with her. But what awaited her in the end was more than satisfying for me. Before I tell you the rest of my story, remember to subscribe to the channel. Give this video a thumbs up and hit that notification bell icon to show your support for me. When I married Ivy, I was on top of the world. I thought I was the luckiest guy. But over the years, Ivy had turned into someone else. Someone I hardly recognized. From being carefree and loving, she became this hoarding, gold-digging monster that didn't at all resemble the girl I fell in love with in high school. All she did now was go to the mall and collect every single Funko Pop she can find. I'm all for geeking out and staying true to our game ourselves. That's how we fell in love, anyway. But she's taken it to a whole new level. And it wasn't just her money that she was spending now. She'd been secretly transferring thousands of dollars from my own account to fund her obsession. And when I set my account to notify me before any purchase was approved, she even began messing around with our son's college fund. I decided I had to put a stop to it all. Come. Sit, babe. Babe, what's up? Uh, where were you today? What? Why? Just... nowhere. I was at Gillian's. She did my nails, and we spilled some tea, you know? What's in the bag, Ivy? Ivy hid the bag behind her and blinked far too many times for it to be natural. It's... it's nothing. Just... Uh, it's a casserole. In a GameStop bag with what looks like boxes in it? Yes! What's wrong with you? Why are you asking me all these questions? I grabbed the bag, and before she could move to get it away from my grasp, I'd already gotten a hold of it. She tried to pull it away, but the flimsy plastic tore, and boxes upon boxes of Funko Pops tumbled out and onto the floor. Ivy's look of shame would have been funny if I didn't know she'd stolen from our son's account. Where'd you get this money for this, Ivy? It doesn't matter. What do you care? Just let me have the things I want. It does matter, Ivy. That's our son's college fund you're throwing away on these things. Our only son. So what? 
I deserve this. So what? So how's our son ever going to get the education he deserves? If you've already squandered it all away on toys, you have an entire garage's worth of these things. When's it going to end? And fine, if you want to buy them, get a job so you can pay for it yourself. Don't steal from our kid just so you could buy your toys. My wife didn't talk to me for a week after that fight, but she didn't buy a single thing after that either. I was coming out of a cafe after having a meeting with some clients when I saw her running out of the mall, all excited clutching a box. She stuffed it into the back of her car and quickly drove away. I decided to follow her, and it wasn't long until I realized she wasn't driving back home. She eventually pulled over at some industrial park. I followed her, stalking her like a spy until I saw where she was headed. Ivy pulled up the steel gate and behind the storage unit she just unlocked lay an infinite amount of toys. Wall to wall and floor to ceiling was covered in toys I never even knew she had bought. I checked my accounts on my phone. I checked our son's college fund. No change. She hadn't taken a single cent. Where was she getting all that money? I wish I hadn't found out. Because when I saw her kissing the neighbor one day after I'd come home early from work... It broke my heart. You're really selling yourself cheap, Ivy. For some toys, you'd really throw yourself over to this guy? Our neighbor? Seriously, he could be your dad! What are you even doing here so early? Go away! You're embarrassing me! I'm embarrassing you! Look at yourself! You're throwing yourself at a 50-year-old convicted criminal just so you could buy toys. Well, maybe if you worked harder or were richer, I wouldn't have to. Maybe if you just let me buy the things I want, I wouldn't look for a sugar daddy. Work harder? I'm literally breaking my back for you and for our son. For years I let you spend my money because I wanted to make you happy. But it's over. I'm done. I'm filing for divorce. Oh yeah? Well, good luck to you and your ugly piece of crap house. I'm moving in with Ted, and I'm taking my son with me. It wasn't as if she cared about our kid. She just did it to spite me. But try as hard as I might, the courts granted her custody. I'm willing to bet Ted's lawyers had something to do with that. Ted was more than happy to rub it in. Every morning, whenever we'd accidentally see each other from either side of the street as we collected our mail, he'd give me a smug look. And then he'd shout some condescending comment like, Hey, neighbor, I see your car's broken again. Or... Your wife says hi. Sometimes I just want to rush him and beat his smug face into the pavement. But I would only take a deep breath and smile and wave. One day, I'll prove him wrong. One day, I'll get back at him and Ivy. One day, I'll get my son back. That was what I promised myself. The funny thing was, our families seemed to be blending into each other no matter how much we wanted to push each other away. Ted's daughter occasionally would come over. I don't really know why she started doing so, but she told me it was because she was sick and tired of having that gold digger in her house. <laughs> I know what you mean. I laughed at the fact that I wasn't the only one Ivy was driving insane. Shay and I became close. Sometimes, she'd come over with lasagna and we'd spend the whole night binge-watching shows and movies until the sun came up. It was inevitable that Shay and I fell in love. I saw in her someone who was genuine. Someone who wasn't after material things. And she loved my son. Even if he was half Ivy. 
Our relationship infuriated my ex-wife. And even more so, it put Ted on a warpath towards me. How dare you date my daughter? Did you think I'd just let this go? What's wrong with me dating her? She's a grown woman. Certainly closer to my age than you and my wife. Teddy, go home. I'm tired of you trying to control my life. I can date whoever I want. And I love Jackson. I didn't even notice Ivy had come running across the street. She was already butting into our conversation. Love? <laughs> Who could ever love such a weak man? He's way too poor for you, honey. And you're too poor for my dad. Don't you dare talk to your stepmother like that. And she's right. Where are you gonna live? In this dump he calls a house? He's gonna take you around in that rundown car. You can barely get it to work on a good day. Gross. Don't you ever call her my stepmom ever again. Not in front of me. If you're that against it, then guess what? I'm moving in with Jackson, and nothing you can do can change my mind. Ivy really, really hated that. And it was because of something I didn't even know. Shay was her dad's only heir. And when he dies, she gets everything. He hasn't even named Ivy in his will. So one day, when Shay and I went to a skiing trip, Ivy made sure to go to the same resort, dragging Ted and my son along with her. She tried as hard as she could to ruin our holiday. Whenever my girlfriend and I would do something, she'd be there, Ted along with her. A miserable heap of five different jackets as he complained constantly of his bad joints in the cold. But nothing would ruin the fun Shay and I had. We enjoyed every second of it, paying no mind to my ex-wife. But Ivy did not give up. She arranged for some lady to come to my room. I think her plan was that the girl would flirt with me and Shay would catch us. But unfortunately for her, the hundred dollars she paid the girl was not worth the effort and the girl immediately confessed everything. The bonus? Shay was right there in the room with me. We could not stop laughing at her stupid attempt. The funny thing was, on our last night, before we left for home, Shay and I had dinner at a restaurant down from the resort. And it just so happened that Ivy was there too. But Ted was not. Ivy was pulling out all the stops for the guy she was talking to. He was one of the executives we met at the resort bar. She touched his arms and whispered things really close to his ear. They laughed and she even planted a few kisses on his lips. It looked like my ex-wife was on the hunt for a younger, better-looking sugar daddy. I caught everything on video, and the first thing I did was show it to poor old Ted the moment we got back to the resort. We left our flight without Ivy. Ted dumped her on the spot and canceled our ticket. He also threw away all her stuff the moment we got home. I don't know how Ivy ever got home, but Ted never let her back into his house. Shay and I are now engaged, and I got my son back. What are you doing here? I asked in shock. Natasha smirked. Well, I took your advice and got a real job. What a weird coincidence. I didn't want to meet her again, and that too when I was with my boss and colleague. Uh, okay. Good for you. Then I'll go back to sleep. I said in a dismissive tone. What? Are you really trying to ignore me? She asked. Do you know how difficult it was for me to find out which company you're working for? My eyes widened. What do you mean? She sat down beside me without even asking and turned to me with a smile. I was looking for a job a few days ago. 
I thought that it would be best to look into the company you're working for. So, here I am. So, you were stalking me again, I state in irritation. Matt, why don't you understand? I'm doing this for you, she said seriously. I just want to stay close to you. I don't want that, I exclaimed. So, please, do me a favor and leave me alone. Excuse me? Ruby's voice interrupted. She was standing in the aisle, staring at Natasha. That's my seat, Ruby told her. So, please leave. I don't know what gave you this idea that you could just sit anywhere in this flight. Natasha glared at her, but had no choice but to leave. What else could she do? Ruby was technically her boss. Thanks. You just saved me from her, I said to Ruby. She nodded. I could see that she was annoying you. I'll ask the higher-ups to look more into her background, and verify if she's really suitable for the job. I sighed. <sighs> that would be great. A few more hours later, we finally landed, and I could sigh in relief. <sighs> that was a plane ride from a nightmare. I could only relax when I got inside my hotel room and lied down on the bed. I was about to fall asleep when my phone started buzzing. Olivia was calling me. Hi, Matt? Are you free tonight? She asked as soon as I received the call. Um, yeah. I think the meetings and negotiations will start tomorrow. So we have the day off today, I replied. Right, so I was wondering if you wanted to go to a club with me, she asked. I gave it a thought. I was not really sure about Olivia anymore. She had acted like a completely different person with Ruby. But now she was talking like her old self. I decided to give her a second chance. I mean, I'd be getting bored anyway, so why not just go clubbing? Sure. I'll meet you later, I told her. Around 11pm, we met in the hotel lobby, and from there, we proceeded towards the club. Within two hours, Olivia was drunk out of her mind. I was having a hard time with her. She was all over the place and had been flirting with me the whole time. It was a bit uncomfortable for me. Oh, would you like to dance? She suddenly asked. No thanks, I immediately replied. She started pleading me, and she was being so loud and weird that now everyone was watching us. In the end, I said yes, just so she would shut up. Even the dance was uncomfortable. She was completely intoxicated, and I bet she had no idea what she was doing. I was thinking of getting out of there when someone tapped on my shoulder. I turned around to come face to face with Ruby. Oh, God, what are you doing here? I yelled over the music. I could ask you the same thing, she yelled back, then pointed towards Olivia. I've been watching since the last few hours. What exactly is going on here? Um, I started awkwardly. You see, Olivia's a bit drunk, and... Ruby scoffed, cutting me off. Drunk? Please, she doesn't get drunk so easily. I've known her for a long time, and trust me, she's fooling you. What? I exclaimed in shock. I turned to Olivia to see that she was glaring at Ruby. Oh, wow. She seemed completely fine now. Ruby pulled me to a quiet corner. Matt? I warned you about her. I don't know what she's playing at, but please, be careful. What is your problem? Olivia suddenly appeared before us and started yelling. You are my problem, Ruby snorted. Weren't you supposed to play a drunk girl just now? Did you come out of your character already? 
Ruby was right. Olivia seemed completely normal right now. Uh, were you pretending to be drunk? I asked her. Why would you do that? Was it fun to deceive me? <laughs> no, Matt, listen. She grabbed my hand. I was not pretending. I, I, I just feel better right now. But why did you leave me alone and come here with Ruby? I brought him here. Ruby intervened. I couldn't tolerate your antics anymore. You're just jealous, Olivia fumed. I know that you like Matt and you hate it when he's with me, don't you? Olivia, please. I stopped her. Instead of accepting your mistake, why are you arguing with us? Olivia glanced at me in shock. Us? What do you mean, us? Is she that important to you? Ruby shook her head. You're just blowing things out of proportion. Don't take your anger out on Matt. She is, I finally said, ignoring Ruby's words. Ruby is important to me. Even I don't know why I said that, but I needed Olivia to back away, and this seemed like the only way. Plus, who knows? Maybe Ruby really meant something to me. A look of betrayal crossed Olivia's face, and she turned around and left. Ruby gave me an awkward look, and I found it hard to meet her gaze. I I'm sorry for ruining your night, she blurted out. But I swear, I just didn't want you to fall for Olivia's trap. I nodded. It's fine, and you know, not everything's ruined. We can still enjoy it, right? Ruby smiled. Right. And that's how my night started, with Olivia, but somehow ended with Ruby. One thing was clear to me now. Olivia was not what she appeared to be. And she kind of reminded me of Natasha, which was not really a good thing, I guess. The next day, Olivia had disappeared somewhere and didn't even show up for the meetings. Ruby called her multiple times, but there was no response. We attended the meetings without her. Later at night, I was having a business dinner with Ruby. We were just discussing some proposals and clients over food and wine. But I must say, it felt good to spend time like this with her. She was really the best in what she did. Okay, so we will try and negotiate with them tomorrow, Ruby concluded. Thanks, Matt. You've been really helpful. No worries, I said. I just hope that Olivia is safe. Oh, I think she is safe, Ruby replied. She's pulled this kind of stunt a lot of times. When things don't go her way, she disappears, then comes back again to wreak havoc. Oh, wow, I remarked. You seem to know her very well. Yes, unfortunately. I knew her since college days. We were in the same classes, and then we got our jobs at the same place. But I got promoted a lot of times, and she stayed where she was. So she became really bitter. She has always been jealous of what I have, and has tried to ruin things for me a lot of times. That's terrible, I said in shock. Why haven't you fired her yet? I guess I feel somewhat bad for her, she said with a smile. If I fire her, she'll just blame me even more. I want to give her time to learn and improve. She was kind of getting there, but you came and then everything became a competition once again. I bit my lip. It's my fault. I shouldn't have trusted her so easily. No, it's okay, Ruby waved her hand. Let's not talk about her. I was about to reply when suddenly the doors burst open and guess who barged in? It was Natasha. Oh, finally I found you, Natasha said, walking up to me. Why didn't you wait for me at the airport? 
I made a disgusted face. What are you talking about? I have nothing to do with you. Why would I wait? And why are you here? Don't tell me you followed me again. Thank God that Olivia girl told me that you would be here. Natasha sighed. Otherwise, I would have lost you again. Olivia told you? Ruby exclaimed. Where is she? And how do you even know her? Uh, who are you? And why are you with my boyfriend? Natasha asked her. God, are you delusional? I yelled at her. We are not dating anymore, and my life is none of your business. Leave before I call the cops. You can't do that, Matt. Natasha smiled. You should learn to take responsibility. What do you mean? I asked in confusion. I'll tell you only if you agree to come with me. And trust me, this is important. My name is Tegwin Evian, and looking at me, my disheveled hair, and wrinkled uniform, you may not think I'm critical to a story such as this one. But the truth is, I am, and always have been, stuck in the middle. And the uniform isn't exactly my fault. After all the things I have to look out for in the day, I can't spare time ironing shirts in the morning. Ever since I was a kid, I've run into trouble at every corner, finding people in distress that I somehow managed to pull from their tense state. If someone in a crowd had something wrong with them, I'd somehow manage to find them. If someone were sick or hurting, I'd always be able to get them the help they needed. No one, not even my parents, realized just what I went through every day. It got to the point where I'd come home from the elementary school run dry of notebooks and pencils after giving them away to those that needed them more. Growing up was even worse. Even when I was made fun of in middle school for the lack of supplies I had, or my odd clothing choices that I adored with my whole heart, I still managed to find the ones searching for help. With a hug and some sweet words, they'd be on their merry way, leaving me behind. Friends fell behind after getting what they needed. Crushes left me unnoticed. I was essentially a doormat for anyone and anything. And why? I'm still trying to figure that out this very day. Middle school was mostly just a learning experience for me. A place to grow and learn from my mistakes, as for everyone. But one thing did stick. A girl I met one I had helped, Maria Hazelbrook. I remember meeting her flawlessly. My mind keeps it in crystal clear condition at the far back for whenever I want to smile upon something. I had helped her in class during a test, allowing her to cheat off of my paper while I distracted the teacher with an imaginary fight in the hallway after returning from the bathroom. Sure, I got detention for a week after that, but the look she gave me was priceless. Her smile stuck in my head. Eventually, she and I started talking, exchanging numbers, and texting each night. She was the first person that had ever been that close to me. Eventually, I graduated from middle school and we split. She was forced to go to a high school that was separate from mine. I had never felt more alone in my life as I entered the doors of the high school shivering in fear. Crowds upon crowds of friends piled together, talking loudly and laughing as they spoke of their new classes. All I could think about was what she'd say if she were there. 
how we would laugh and bound up the stairs recklessly, taking on our classes together. But instead, I found myself sitting in a seat with strangers surrounding me. That whole day was about to fall apart until someone new walked in. She was gorgeous. And I mean gorgeous in the way she held herself. How she seemed as though she didn't notice how amazing she looked. It seemed as if she had recently dyed her hair a deep pink, complimenting her bright blue eyes that darted to the floor in avoidance of the glances around her. She awkwardly shuffled to the back of the room before taking a seat next to me and filing through her bag. And I knew at that very moment that I had something to look forward to. No one seemed to pay attention to her, much like me, rather chatting amongst themselves. She was in her own world, opening her notebook and scribbling in the answers to the opening questions on the board for our first year English class. Simple questions. I found myself unable to focus on that entire class, my face heating as I stared down at my blank paper. The days fly by with her next to me. Other classes were easy enough, and I had no struggle with passing. But in English, my grade was beginning to drop. I thought that maybe my dumb luck with helping others may have some sort of effect on her. But to my dismay, she was always put together. Always more than perfect. I found myself stuck between Maria and the new girl. Every time I seemed to get closer, Maria seemed to catch on tossing in a few negative thoughts about what she could be. I never understood why she was so protective, questioning me about if I had gotten into any relationships, trying to push herself back into my life. I missed her, I did, but it was too much. The year passed and I moved into the summer. I had managed to learn the girl's name and grab her number after some close encouragement from a classmate, Aura McCarthy. Summer was going to be amazing. Maria and I had fallen out, talking less and less as I got more and more involved, not realizing that other eyes seemed to be on me as well. Aura and I only grew closer as summer proceeded at agonizingly fast speeds. We hit the movies a few times and even had a few meals out together every blue moon. But the messaging was constant. Her bubbly tone kept me awake at night smiling like an idiot as I looked forward to sophomore year. And sophomore year hit like a truck. My classes were simple and enjoyable, but Aura and I had absolutely no classes together. Our lunch periods were even separated. It was as if the universe tore us from each other just as things started getting good. The year before, I had been given the chance to join a mythology class that was commonly for juniors and seniors. But with my promising grades and supposed bright future, I was able to save myself a spot. That was the class that was the rotten cherry on top of the garbage Sunday. Though the class itself was wonderful, the people in it were intolerable. Four girls were constantly chatting in the corner, dressed to fit their popularity statuses, which were clearly high seeing as the teacher didn't say a single thing with each insult or curse that fell from their lips. Every once in a while, I'd catch a stray gaze and dart my eyes away to keep myself from getting into deeper waters than I already was being in that class at all. 
that entire week, my so-called talent had come into use in many different instances. I had stopped a poor girl in the hallway from being trampled, prevented a fight from breaking out by leading one of the parties away, and even stopped a teacher from blowing up on a student. But the only thing that was important to me was getting to the end of that week, after something life-changing had been planned. In October of sophomore year, Aura had asked me to walk her home. To many, this might have seemed casual, like a friend asking another to keep them company. But with her, it was something entirely different. I was sure of it. She reached out after weeks of little contact. It had to be something, didn't it? Friday night, the rest of the week was pointless. Tests and assignments flying by my mind as I reached the front of the school in a jog, my hands gripping the straps of my backpack like a lifeline before I exited the building. My eyes darted around the heads of those around me, searching for that familiar pink that made me light up to match the hue. A few agonizing minutes before I saw her bright smile and excitedly waving hands. Just as she had asked, we walked, exiting the school's premises, and making our way to a crossroad where she paused. She had frozen in place, tilting her head in curiosity at the scene before her, of a familiar figure waving their hands, with brown waves that toppled over her shoulders to her lower back, bouncing with her movements. Maria. Rushing over, she slid an arm around mine and gripped it tightly with a smile, even brighter than Aura's. All I could do was stare in awe as the two girls held either of my arms and began to converse. Maria's venomous tone highly outweighed the lightheartedness that Aura brought to the table. Each period made Maria grip my arm tighter before she turned to me and spoke. Hegwin! God, I've missed you so much! I feel like we haven't seen each other in ages, so I thought I'd rush over to say hello before you walked home. I really didn't mean to interrupt anything at all. Aura broke through the silence that I nervously had supplied with a sweet comment. Don't worry. He was just walking me home. I'm sure this isn't a problem. Once I'm there, you two can run off. But we had planned this, so it'd be really nice if... Uh, you could go? I interrupted Aura, nudging Maria with a helpless look in my eyes. This was the one chance I had with her, to walk her home and confess how I felt. Unfortunately, to no avail, seeing as Maria simply shook her head and kept us walking. Aura's arm had gradually slipped from mine, until she was walking across another crossroad ahead of us in a rush to get away from the tense situation. Without looking up at the light, a bright yellow gleam pooled on her frame, as a car approached, causing me to break from Maria and rush forward. All I could think about was getting her away from that moment whether it be the adrenaline pulsing through me as I fought to get away from Maria, or knowing what disaster could have sparked if I hadn't jumped in the way. Risking all I had in that very moment. Our bodies collided and we pummeled to the ground, twisting and turning onto the sidewalk where I laid on top of her. Dust and gravel coated my body as I coughed. She began to punch my chest from below. She was less than amused. Seriously? Was there nothing else you could have done? She yelled, staring down at her ruined clothing and the traffic that was now held up due to the fumble. The cars had luckily not crashed, rather fell into a standstill as the argument raged forth. I'm leaving! Don't try to follow me! Don't talk to me! Nothing! And you! She eyed Maria, sniffling. 
Hope you're happy. With that, who I thought was the love of my life stormed off into a crowded road of worried citizens that tried to aid her in her venture. I was left staring at what I had created. Maria's hand on my shoulder only made me angrier as I lightly shoved it off. Next time? When I say go, just listen to me. You ruined what I had! I turned, groaning as I made my way home, without another word. The next day felt miserable. Each hour that passed had no meaning to it. I felt as though I had lost the few friends I had by saving a life. I was so stuck in my own mind that I didn't see the chatter amongst the crowds that I passed, or the fingers being pointed as people spread around what had happened. Murmurs of a boy being yelled at after saving a poor girl's life pooled along the hallways, entering and leaving everyone's minds within minutes of the school's opening. I was a celebrity without even knowing it. While walking to my mythology class, I had even received a pat on the back or two, pushing past it as a mishap or some sort of miscommunication between friends. But the moment I stepped into the classroom, I knew something was amiss. Everyone went silent as I made my appearance, including the usually rather talkative side of the room, who were all staring and tilting their heads in curious manners. One specifically, the girl who seemed to be the queen bee of the group, stood and approached my stiff stance, her soft blonde hair swaying to match the sickeningly sweet gaze that met my nervous one as she reached out to take my hand. I felt as though I may pass out as her fingers intertwined with mine and her eyes burned a hole into my heart. Then she opened her lips to finally speak. I heard about what you did. For that girl? Her eyes trailed around the room. I don't think I've ever known someone as bold as you are. I mean, really. You threw yourself in front of a car. She looked back to me, squeezing my hand and leaning in to whisper something in my ear. Why don't we meet after school? I stood there, frozen for another minute as she returned to her group, before shakily taking a seat and realizing what I had gotten myself into. The class ran along with eyes on me at all times, causing me to pay little to no attention as I awaited the end of the day with a tapping foot and shaking hands. Finally, the last bell rang. I wasn't sure where she expected me to find her. In fact... I wasn't even sure I wanted to see her at all. But the way she held my hand... I just couldn't bring myself to ditch her. Plus, I had somehow gained even more glances after that little expression of adoration. I once more stepped out of the school to find the blonde running up to me. Her cheeks pink and her eyes a beautiful deep blue to match her ivory skin tone. Once more, my hand was grabbed as her smile grew. Her friends had gone home by that point, leaving just her and me in a bustling crowd of students. Amongst it, Aura watching from afar as the girl leaned forward. I'm Gwen. Gwen Whittle. And I'm about to change your life. And she did. I walked her home that day, and the day after that, and the day after that, and gradually, I started getting noticed. People reached out to talk to me, and I found that part of me enjoyed it. Aura was in the past. Maria was dropped. I had a friend group in everything I wanted, including Gwen. Throughout the year, I thought she was some sort of snake, preying on those lower than her. But I saw that she reached out to those in need every day, 
bringing them into her friend group just as she did with me. And rumors became truth. She and I ended up getting tied up into an intimate relationship as Aura and Maria seethed behind closed doors. It was perfect. And that's how my odd luck got me a seat next to the Queen Bee. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.